Can we talk about this? Welcome to the show about the unimportant topics with extremely important implications. It's unapologetically, I can never say that word when I read this. <laughs> it's unapologetically opinionated and it's most definitely meant to be conversational and controversial. I said it the wrong way again. It's, <laughs> it's not a debate, but an open discussion about the things that happen to us every day that deserve a little more time and reflection. We're here to talk about the things we know you're thinking about. And I think the next time I'll get it right. We're going to change that a little bit. I don't like the way that sounds. Um, hello, friends. Hi. You have Ben and Aileen and a very special guest on location, Miriam. <laughs> Hi, friends. We are here in Miriam's lovely abode. Um, and we actually just made a very recent change of uh, the entire podcast yeah, for today. Yeah, we decided to change the topic last minute. We're not going to reveal what we were going to talk about. But we're going to talk about drinking today. Yes. Um, a very, very important topic that, I mean, Aileen, we talk about a lot. Yeah. My... Well, I walked in here and <laughs> that's what I started talking about. And we, that's how we decided to change the topic. We had to buy a 12-pack before we could even start this process. So clearly it was just sort of a given that alcohol would be involved. Right. We were going to be drinking during this podcast no matter what the topic was going to be but the fact that Aileen brought it up um really kind of brought this to our attention and Miriam my friendship with you is pretty much always involves drinking I yes. think every time we hang out we are drinking in some well there's only one way shape or form to drink but we're having alcohol yeah I would say that um my company's a lot more pleasurable when um, you're drunk. So <laughs> it's a really strategic choice that I make in all of my friendships that I immediately um, insist that people start drinking because mm. I become more charming. I become more interesting. You don't become more, but you're perceived as more. I think that's probably an important distinction. Oh, interesting. <laughs> oh, interesting. Okay. So everyone is blind to my charms yeah. until the alcohol lowers that veil. Maybe. Okay, great. I I'm never blind. I always see Miriam's charm. <laughs> Oh, thank you, Aileen. That's why you're my favorite. Ugh. Yeah. Um, Should we tell people what we're drinking right I now? I think we should. Well, Let them we're know. not sponsored. We're not sponsored, this but we're drinking a- Stella. Yes. Now, it's funny. When we were actually getting this beer at the um, convenience store, mm-hmm. uh, we... <laughs> not CVS. <laughs> not, not CVS. <laughs> um, we, <laughs> we walked up and put the 12-pack on the counter, and she, then the woman goes, oh, is this good? And we were like... Yeah, it's good. That's why we're buying it from you. And she was like, oh, okay, no. Like, because some, like, I might want to try it. A lot of people buy it. Some beers make me feel really heavy. And we're like, oh, yeah, no, this one's pretty light. I was literally about to say, like Corona or Bud Light. And she cut me off almost to say, Mm -hmm. yeah, like, when I drink Corona, I get so full feeling. (laughs) (laughs) Which is, like, not the beer that I would ever equate to. But yeah, feeling because it's like a lightish type of beer. But in any event, we netted out on this one. Yeah, I love I'm this. Really this is my favorite bottle of all time. Really? Mm-hmm. I love the color. The shape of the yeah, I love the little detail on it. I like it's that. It's European. Right. Well, yeah. I like that they're so pretentious that they have their own, like, chalice. They call it a yeah. chalice that you a drink bars. it out of. Um, but it is pretty cool. It does taste good. But, like, who doesn't like to drink out of a chalice? Do you not pretend to be, like, I don't. some sort of prince from a lost land drinking his out of his chalice? I never really drink Stella. I oh, guess. interesting. Except for like when someone gets it for me. My friend John really likes Stella, but we drink it a lot. But anyway, this is not sponsored. Um, I know I think a lot about drinking because what we do, 
where all three of us are in sort of the advertising, digital, media, marketing type world in New York City. Our jobs, it feels like our revol- like revolve around drinking. Um, I wanted to take this a couple ways. I think look, I wanted to just, we'll start with the jobs, but drinking is something that you start from a very what could be young age. Um, but now it's like almost a thing that you have to do. And I wanted to get your thoughts about that and like how to navigate social like structures of like, hey, let's go grab a drink. Like that's such a common phrase and I kind of hate that. I think that you're so right, particularly in the industry that we have all been or are in right now, alcohol and drinking and being able to hold your liquor and drink appropriately, what is the right level of drinking that you should be doing Mm -hmm. has become like its own professional skill. Yeah. So like keeping up, but not overdoing it and, um, you know, not making a fool of yourself, but still being loose, like finding that exact right balance. And it can also be a very dangerous line. Um, yeah. but it's an, it's an interesting thing that you have to learn how to navigate and it's part of your professional development as a young person. I'm sure lots of people have stories of, oh, I early on accidentally got too drunk at XYZ company event. It happens <laughs> all the time. Yeah. It just feels unavoidable and it's hard because like you could have, say you have like a happy hour on a Tuesday night mm-hmm. for whatever event and then on Wednesday... Like I, for example, was just talking about when I came in here, I was like, oh, I go to like a running club on Wednesday that we run and then we go to a bar and I like drink (laughs) at the bar and now we're here and (laughs) usually on our podcast, we like don't have any drinks, but I was like, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to like turn down a beer if someone gives it to me and then tomorrow night, I'm like probably going to have some drinks on a Friday. And although that's not like every week, it feels like there's always an opportunity to drink, not just on the weekends, but on weeknights. Yeah. And even if it's just like one or two drinks a night, it still feels like unavoidable. Yeah. And like you could easily just say no, but when you're surrounded by people who are drinking and like you kind of tell yourself, well, it's just like a beer or two. Right. And I think... It is just a beer or two and like health implication wise, I don't know like how bad or good, like you're not bad that is for you, but it's almost more about like, I hate that I still feel peer pressure in that regard Mm -hmm. of not even peer pressure. No one's pressuring me, but the fact that it's like, oh, you want a beer? It's like, sure, but I don't really want one. Yeah. Or you have to, like if you're at a bar with a bunch of people and you don't it's either if you don't have a drink people are asking you like oh why aren't you getting a drink whether it's out of curiosity or they're like trying to get you to drink with them or it's like you have to fake it like you have to get like a seltzer with lime and say like oh yeah i'm drinking a vodka soda when it's a seltzer so that it looks like you're drinking something so you just like don't get the question so i feel that i feel some level of like well, if I'm not going to drink, someone's going to ask about it. Yeah. So I actually come from a family that mostly doesn't drink. My parents don't drink. I actually didn't start drinking until halfway through freshman year of college. And what's interesting is that when you are used to not drinking at all, it doesn't bother you. And it doesn't, like, you don't feel this need to, at a company happy hour, like, keep up or that you're left out because your norm is everyone else drinking and you're not? I think yeah. it gets a lot harder when you do sometimes and choose not to other times. And 
it's almost like you have to pick one or the other. Finding the middle ground is not not easy. And it's like that's actually more socially unacceptable to people that you are a drinker who is choosing at that moment not yeah. to drink. Yeah, because I feel like if I mean I don't speak from experience here, but I have done I have done like sober months, if you will, where the ex, not excuse the reason of oh I am not drinking this month or oh I am not drinking or I don't drink. Yeah, people do are like oh okay cool maybe I'll ask why and you'll say it, but then that's it. You're like that's so interesting of like tonight in this moment I'm not choosing to drink, and then it's like well is, is it is it the company is it something I said or like then you're kind of like. It's like, oh, you're a killjoy or you're like being weird, like just enjoy it, have fun. Whereas if you're like, I don't drink, people are like, cool. And they back off. Yeah. It's a very different type of interaction and reaction that you get from people. I've never thought about it that way. I still remember the feeling, because I didn't drink until I was like a, like late in freshman year of college. We didn't all drink didn't... until we were 21 years old. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Disclaimer. Yeah. Um, but I still remember the feeling in high school when some of my friends were starting to drink and I just didn't have any interest in it. Mm-hmm. And just having the thought of why does like anyone want to do this? It's so annoying that this is a social norm and that I'm kind of like expected to one day want to drink. And then I went to like a big college where everyone was drinking and I kind of like slowly adapted to it. Like I still remember, I think my first drink was like a shot of wine on my 18th birthday and I was like oh ew, this is like it wasn't even like a shot of shot of hard liquor yeah it was like wine <laughs> and don't. I was like oh this is terrible um, I think now that would also be terrible yeah but I don't know I like still sometimes kind of wish that I was like back in that high school mindset of why would anyone want to drink like it's gross yeah I mean, so when I was six and I had my first, no, um, (laughs) um, yeah, I, I still go back and forth on the concept of do I, no one needs to drink, but do, do I need to drink? And I don't think for me, alcohol is something that makes me have or helps me have a better time. I think sometimes it does in like the weird Mm -hmm. instance where I'm like not really feeling like I'm not with the crowd and I'm not like I just I drink a little bit so then I'm like looser and I just like force myself to have fun but yeah I I, I didn't really drink until a lot later as well um like seven or eight years old and, yeah. <laughs> and um wild no your and, first uh PBR when I yeah when uh when I just like if I'm with clients too there are a lot of times where it's like we're out to dinner or getting drinks and like I still um I don't I want to say no. Yeah. Um, that's even I harder, say too, no. I feel. Yeah, it is. Um, and that's when I'll kind of get, like, a, a seltzer with lime. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's just it's just really hard to navigate because I do wish the same thing, Aileen. Like, I want to go back to a time where it's like, why would anyone want to? But I don't – I feel like I'm – God, I'm 24 years old, but I don't need to ever get drunk anymore, I don't think. Yeah, I kind of feel that way too. I feel like I don't drink as much anymore just because I need to drink to like have a good time or put on like a certain persona or like talk to people. I feel like I do it more now because like I actually like the taste of it. Like most of the times when I go out now, I'm like drinking beer and I'm getting like an IPA or something, something that I like actually enjoy. Like I don't really 
when I do take shots now, it's like so rare and I don't like taking them. Like I hate taking them because I just think to myself, oh, this is going to get me really drunk really fast and I don't like that. In college, it's like, yeah, like let's do it. Yeah, like I took shots a lot more often in college and I was at a bar like two weekends ago and we were just drinking beer and then the bartender came around and gave everyone free shots of Jameson and I yes. didn't know what to do because I was like, this is so nice because he's <laughs> like coming around with these free shots but I like really don't want this and so I took like a little sip of it and then I like gave it to someone else but it kind of sucked because I felt like I was like ruining a fun moment by not taking it but at the same time I like really did not want to take a shot. Yeah. That happened to me. Go ahead, Miriam. I know. I was going to say it's funny because I, right before we started this recording, I (laughs) insisted that we take a shot and they both refused and that's perfectly fine. And I... (laughs) It's fine. It's fine. It's totally fine. I'm not mad about it. Like, I'm hosting you. Uh, I'm like taking time out of my day. God. Least you could do is take a shot, but it's cool. It's fine. We're all friends. Um... I think that I was thinking about why I like to get people to take shots, and it's not because you are the queen I am of the queen of that. Shots, and I, <laughs> I am, and I was called Fireball Fairy in college, um, and it's not because it's true. That's a true fact about me. Put it, on, put it on my tombstone, friends. Put it on my tombstone. But I love, I one, I love just being a little bit of a sadist, and. <laughs> Torturing people. Um, And I also like the weird camaraderie of everyone looking at their shot being like, oh, I can't believe I'm about to do this right now. Everyone throws it back and you see everyone's face as they're like, this was a terrible choice, but I'm about to hit the dance floor and have a good time with it. I like that little moment a lot. Um, And so I think that that is, that for me is actually something that I've unpacked. And I think that that's Mm. the root of me liking being the instigator. Um, Like seeing people in pain. Exactly. And I think that like to my earlier joke, which is probably rooted in some truth of people will like me better and want to hang out with me if I'm known as the party person and Mm. I'm known as someone who kind of brings the good time with her. Um, So I think all of those things kind of feed together. But I'm I'm the same as you, Aileen, where I've like grown to enjoy it. I actually have a pretty high tolerance and have a good read on when to stop. So although I can drink a lot, I know when to refuse a drink and I know when to put even though if I would have paid $15 for that cocktail I'll put it down I no longer have the attitude of well I paid for it I have to drink it Mm. so I think that um it's important to have a read on what feels right to you and how much you can handle I just happen to have a higher tolerance than most people (laughs) well I was gonna say like so if I had in that situation where the bartender brought around the shots I had already like had two beers so Mm, I kind of thought like if I take this shot, like, I don't want to get very drunk right now versus if it was at, like, the beginning of the night and I was just about to go out, I feel like I would enjoy that moment of, yeah. like, taking a shot with a yeah. group. Yeah. So that's also a thing that I thought, I think, I think about a lot because for you, that was during the week, correct? Like, on a, on a work night. No, this oh, was, it was it. on, like, it was, like, a Saturday afternoon. Oh, okay, okay. <laughs> well, still, then that also somewhat applies because it's not, but, like, for me... I still, I don't like getting drunk anymore, but I like getting like almost like buzz. Like I, cause I don't, I think once I know that I get drunk, I immediately start thinking about how like bad I'm going to feel in the morning mm-hmm. and it's going to, I'm going to pay for it and it just ruins my next day. I mean, in college you can bounce back. You can get hammered. 
I remember. And then you wake up the next morning, you like go to the gym at 8 a.m. Like it doesn't matter. It just doesn't affect you that way anymore. But for me, I drinking on work nights is something that I really, really dislike. And that is an instance for me in which I most often turn down drinks or shots because I know I like have to be up the next morning. Um, and I, I just was telling you, Aileen, about how two weeks ago we were at like a work thing and I already had a whole like um, old fashioned. They were passing around shots and it was this very like team bonding, we're all gonna take shots. And I just in that moment really didn't want it. And I took it and I just put it to the side. Yeah. And I thought for me, I was like cheering myself on, like this is a win for you, good job, like you didn't want it, so why would you need to drink it? But then right after that, people noticed and they were like, why didn't you take a shot? And what oh, do you want this? And like, like, you know, what's, and I was just like, I didn't want it. And then yeah. I, I had another drink after that, but that made it two drinks, not three, including the shot. Yeah. Um, but if it was a weekend or like a Friday, I probably would have done it. Yeah. I just, for me, when I'm working the next day, I can't bounce back like that. I don't know. I mean, I would love to get to a place where I'm not drinking at all during yeah. the week. I feel like sometimes I just use this excuse of, well, one day I'm going to get married and have a family. And <laughs> when obviously, like, if, when I get pregnant, I'm not going to drink. So I'm like, you know what? Let's just have some fun <laughs> well, <I can. laughs> in my mid-20s while I can. Because sure. in a few years, I'm probably not going to be able to drink. And then once you haven't had a drink for, like, nine months... I feel like a lot of pregnant women will just not be as yeah. interested So like Miriam's point about not drinking at all, yeah. you don't really miss. Yeah, so I think I use that as like an excuse. <laughs> uh, brainstorm, if you want to start refusing drinks, you should just say that you're pregnant, Aileen. And oh. you too, Ben. Oh. Yeah. It's 2018. Yeah. If you want to be pregnant. I should say yeah, my wife pregnant. is pregnant yeah. and we're doing it together. Um, <laughs> or that I'm pregnant too, but yeah. less believable. Um, yeah. Okay, yeah, I'll start saying that. I just You I, might get a whole other set of questions yeah. that you need to like prepare answers that's for. That's true. But um, at but, least you don't have to take a shot of Jameson. <laughs> that's something though that like I want let's let's talk about because it should be easier. Well done. Thank you. That's like when movies use the title of the movie oh, in yeah. the movie. And then you like basically make like, finger guns at the movie screen. Yeah, like, I see what you I did see. there. Um, but why I'm trying to like play my own therapist here of like why do I feel like I can't just say no and you, you know what I mean like yeah. it's just it's something that is so easy of I don't want this drink but I do it anyway there are definitely times where if it's just a glass of wine I will enjoy that and it won't really affect me but yeah like I think maybe like I should just start being better about not drinking yeah but when you're going out with clients to a fancy dinner and everybody wants wine or drinks it's like Hey, yeah. waiter, I'm going to order a vodka. There was a, um, what a Will Smith movie like called Focus. He plays like a con man. There's a scene where he tells a bartender at the beginning of the night, he's like, I, I'm an alcoholic. When I order a vodka tonic, just give me tonic water and a lime and like for the whole night. And it's like, do you have to do that? Because it's like you have to fit in and look cool like you're drinking. Yeah. That kind of like sucks. A lot of it, in terms of when you're out with a group, I feel like we're just predisposed as humans to want to be like the group and like get along with everyone, and you want to avoid those situations where someone's asking you about it, like, "Oh, why didn't you take that shot?" Well, like the whole mm -hmm. group took it, or like, "Why aren't you drinking anything?" Like we just want to avoid that. 
So I feel like right. that's why it's so hard. And I also think, though, we overestimate how much other people care. Like, that moment where someone asks you and is like, oh, why would you not want one? Feels super uncomfortable. But I can guarantee 90% of the time they continue on with their night. Yeah, and they are yeah. not preoccupied with yeah. what's in your hand. And I think that if you can remember that, because you, you flip it, right? Like, if someone you saw was not taking a shot, are you going to obsess about it all, all night and, like, judge them for it? Right, Probably right. not. And if you do, like, check yourself. That's the weirdest thing to care about. Um, Unless they say no and then they're in the corner looking sad the whole... No, I'm kidding. Um, no, that's so true, though. This is an odd comparison, but I feel like it's the same thing. When people ask me... So I live in um, Brooklyn and people are like, oh, you live in Brooklyn? What are you going to do when the L shuts down? Like, it's like just their first thought that comes uh, into yeah. their head. Yeah. Interesting. And, like, they, yeah. and it's, like, annoying because I hear it all the time, but... It's just the first thing people think of, and they don't they really don't care. Harm. Like they don't really care what I'm gonna do. It's just like the first thing they think of. I feel like it's kind of the same when you don't have a drink, because it's like, oh, why are you not drinking? Like they're yeah. not gonna go on for the rest of the night. To your so, point of thinking about that. In the same way that you're gonna tell people that you're pregnant, you should say that I'm gonna sprout wings and fly across the river. Yeah, <laughs> I'm gonna swim. I should say that. That's. I've actually been trying to think of like a good way to put it lately, so that I have something like exciting to say. I invest so, in a jetpack. Yeah. Um, is a good one. Yeah, I, I think I'm gonna. I got a paddleboard. I'm gonna yeah. say that. <laughs> yeah, because when people. Uh, and then the next thing people say is like, oh, are you going to use the fairy? But I'm going to say, no, <laughs> I don't need to use the fairy because I have wings. So. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, but it's also goes, to, it all goes towards a point of, but still a lot of what we do does center and revolve itself around alcohol, mm-hmm. which I think that the immediate, do you like want to go on a date? Like, let's, let's go get a drink. Or even catching up with someone you haven't seen in a while. Like, let's go get drinks. I hate that that is the, act- the, norm. the norm. Because, well, people sometimes do, like, well, we'll get a coffee. I just, I just don't want that to be the norm because I would like to go, hey, let's go bowling. Or let's go for a walk or do X thing that doesn't have to do with drinking. But that's just not normal. Yeah. I can tell you probably the reason that that's the case is because... In a lot of those situations, it's someone who you probably see not that frequently. It's someone who you don't know if you're going to want to spend more than an hour with them. The pace of drinks can be one round, two round, and if you're done, you can leave after two rounds gracefully. Think about if you are going on a date with someone who you've never met before and you're going bowling and you have to go through an entire game of bowling. Which is only about an hour. That's not no. It's and you, there's like a lot of actual interaction that has to happen. There's not like just small talk and get out. These kind and I'm not saying that that's right, but I'm saying that people don't want to be vulnerable and uncomfortable. And the easiest way to avoid that in the most neutral situation, which also involves like a bit of a social lubricant, is drinks. It's just the most neutral can mean anything. Has an easy out, or you can stay there all night and talk if I you want. I feel like to. it's harder because you're you're. Just you and a drink and the other person. Like, if you're doing an event, you have something else to focus on that's not just, like, filling the space of with, with conversation. But that's more of, like, a dating thing. But, like, I just, it's just... I don't know. I, I don't... I, I feel like it would be the same amount of time where it's, like, you could do so many other things that's just, like, an hour and out, but that would be perceived as weird to do. It's just getting a drink is the default. Yeah. I agree with Miriam. <laughs> 
Specifically in regards to dating, I just think it's so much easier to say to someone, yeah, let's grab drinks at this bar because there's so many different places you could go. Um, that's a thing too, because like, how many places are there to bowl? In okay, I said bowling. <laughs> I regret saying bowling. Bowling was regret a the bowling. Because alter- I was going to ask you for an alternative to like <laughs> hanging out with someone that you see every yeah. Three months. That has to do. That has to do with drinking though too, is because for me, I don't like drinking casually like that if it's just to facilitate or be a part of conversation. I like drinking with a purpose. Like there are games involved, or like there's got to be something else. Then just let's get drinks and talk. Not even dating, but like going out with friends. Mm-hmm. I like doing it for some sort of purpose. Even, hell, even drinking games. Something that at least makes it a point to be drinking. Because um, just the fact of like you have to get drinks. Then I start thinking about, well, if I have two or three, I'm going to feel it in the morning. I have to get up and whatever. I don't know. I so just, do you think part of it is that you're just in your own head and building it up for probably. yourself? I because... mean, probably, but there are physical like repercussions of drinking but you know i don't know it's just i just wish there was a norm in some regard to like the default or or not being the default of let's go get drinks i think about that a lot in terms of like what if alcohol just didn't exist Hmm. what if no one ever like invented alcohol what would we be doing instead we would have found some other hardcore drugs (laughs) yeah probably just more drugs no but you're right you're right. Um, we'd be all caffeine addicts and drink like tons of coffee until we were jittery. Yeah. Um, I have another thing I want to talk about. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. So this is also why I think it's easy to drink a lot when you're like in your 20s in a city is because you never have to think about driving. Like you mm. always have no. like an Uber or you're taking the subway. So I haven't thought about... I've lived here for almost like four years. And in those four years, I've never even had to think about, oh, am I going to be driving tonight? And that would completely change things for me. Yeah. Like if I, I'm scared wow. to drive after having like one drink, even though I know it's completely fine. I like get inside my own head and think like, oh, I had a drink. Like if anything happens, like it's my fault because I had one drink. So I feel like that barrier has changed a lot for me yeah i i am the same way i'll have a drink and drive but you're right i think i think it would it would it's easy but it's also that's also the an excuse so you can say no because i have to drive so you're not afforded that excuse at the city because you're never going to be driving which is also kind of a weird play on that as well so i grew up in houston and a lot of my friends are still there and it is a driving city um it's all like you can't get anywhere without your car and I've noticed in the last few years though like everyone goes out to happy hours and goes out on Friday and Saturday nights and gets pretty drunk and I think the reason that it happens a lot more is because Uber and Lyft are options in Houston I think that Mm -hmm. really changed the game for the social scene because before that you did need a designated driver that was like a real conversation that always had to happen and now it's a completely non-issue and it makes going home to Houston such a bizarre experience because I had never had that be a predominant way that my friends and I would hang mm. out. And now it is. Mm. And I don't mind it. And I'm seeing a very different side of Houston than I used to. But I haven't heard the word designated driver in, like, years now. Yeah. Um, but it's a good way to check yourself. It's a good way to 
think about what your priorities are for the night. I think it's a good exercise to be driving, but it's also one of those like very high risk, very high reward situations where I'm like, if you remotely think you're gonna drink, just take an Uber. Like, yeah. Yeah. Even if you're like, well, if I take my car, that'll force me to only have one or two drinks over the two three hours. I wouldn't trust myself with that. That's, yeah. I think that's crazy. It's a lot of responsibility to yeah. take that on and be like, yeah, we can take my car and everyone's getting drunk, but I'll just have one drink. Like, you have to be willing to That's take so that scary. on. so scary. It takes a lot of willpower, too. Because, yeah. like, I, I, I like drinking. And, and, like, it's not like I don't like drinking at all. There are many occasions where it's really fun and I enjoy it. Um, but that's, yeah, it's even, would be even hard for me to just like cap it like that. And then you have to leave your car there and then take an Uber home and get it the next morning and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So what was the first time you guys drank and why did you guys decide to drink? Because I think we all started a little bit late. Um, and I'm curious to know what y'all's stories were. Totally peer pressure because (laughs) I was, I think I said it was one, it was like beginning of freshman year of college. I remember like two experiences and I don't remember which one was first, but on my 18th birthday, I had the shot of wine. And then I also, sometime in that same like fall semester, I had a natty light for the first time. Oh, yeah. And that was, that was probably more out of curiosity because I was at like a frat party and all of my friends were drinking natty light. And I was like, What oh. was your impression of natty light? I, I disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody's first beer, I feel like, is always disgusting. Oh, I preferred, yeah. I preferred my beer to my wine when I had really? it. I think so, yeah. Yeah, but not a good experience. I still, those first two times, I still questioned it. I was like, why does anyone do this? This, like, tastes so bad. And I don't know what that transition point for me was where I decided... Yeah, I, like, want to drink and I want to, like, take shots with my friends because it, like, makes me feel a certain way. Yeah. Yeah. My fr- I mean, that's also what's interesting is that it is an acquired taste, like, that I wish I never acquired. Or it's weird that acquired tastes in general are also weird because it's, like, we're not meant to like it, but we do it so much that then we do like it. I don't know. That's a side story. Um, <laughs> but so the first time, because I have, the first time I got drunk, because, like, you have sips of stuff growing up but the first time i got drunk was off of smirnoff ices cute um very cute and it was just like with me and my friends we just like got together and we're all like in i think where were we like in like someone's room or like how old it would have been like it would have been like in the end of high school um but uh, when I was 21, I got held back a bunch of years. <laughs> but um, yeah, and like it, it was just, it was really funny because it took like one of them and we were all like giddy because mm-hmm. we never experienced, we were all like for the first time getting drunk. Um, but the first shot I had wasn't until college. Um, I didn't have the shots until then. And I remember the first beer that I had was like with my, I think my sister um, while she, she was in, right, it was like my senior year. She was in college or something like that. And it was disgusting. It was out of a keg and it was probably Natty Light and I hated it. <laughs> I couldn't finish it. I had like half of it and I was done. Um, but it was funny because like when I first got drunk, we were just all with our friends and like it took us maybe one or maybe two of them and we were like drunk and then woke up the next morning like feeling fine. But That's a good first experience. Yeah. I mean, mine was, so I can't actually remember the first time I was drunk, but I remember the first 
drinks I had. So, you know, like I said, I grew up in a Muslim family where my parents didn't drink. Alcohol wasn't a thing. I was uncool in high school, so wasn't invited to any parties. So it was <laughs> truly a non-issue until I got to college. <laughs> and even then when I went, I knew myself well enough to know that I wasn't going to start drinking until I knew I wouldn't hate myself for it the next day. Like I wanted to do it and not feel bad about myself and um, feel that I had done something wrong. So I was just kind of waiting for that moment if and when it would hit. And it hit probably halfway through freshman year of college. And I was, you know, I had been studying all night with my two best friends and we all came back to the same dorm room. And I looked at them and I said, guys, I think I'm ready for my first drink. And it was like Wednesday at 3 a.m. <laughs> and they were like, right now? Really? Seriously? This is when you want to do this? And I was like, yeah, like I, I want to do this right now. And they're like, okay. And they poured me half a cup of beer, half a cup of wine. Um, I tried them. I think I preferred the beer because it was a red wine. So it was like very bitter and it was mm-hmm. like, it was not a taste that I had ever experienced before. But um, it was, that was my first experience and I felt right to sleep and the next day I had no qualms about it. And then after that, I think it was just like, it just started happening and I have no memory of what happened after that because I guess I was drunk for all of it. (laughs) But um, that for me was really important that I would do it and not feel that sense of why am I doing this? I don't want to be doing this. And I always knew I didn't want it to be at a party with everyone like yelling at me to take shots. Yeah. Um, so I was lucky that I did it that way and I had friends who were super supportive. Um, but I think that that was, for me, the right move. Now, do you ascribe to the belief of, like, your first time getting drunk should be with, like, your older brother or sister and, like, a conta- like some people, like I know, very much think, or even parents, I feel like sometimes it's like that where, oh, I'd rather have them do it in my house so yeah. that I know that they're safe or I can I can help them see how they respond to it so then either when they get to college or whenever, whatever, they know how they react. Like, do you feel like you're going to do that with your kids or, you know, like, I don't know. I don't know. It's like hard because I had such a different experience. Like I was such a rule follower and yeah. like such a goody two shoes that like I didn't even want to go to the post like prom party in high school where it was like drinking yeah so i don't even know how i would handle that with my own kids i would also never be the parent that would be like (laughs) oh yeah i'm gonna like host all these kids in my basement because they're gonna get drunk anyway so might as well like come to my house so i don't know i can't tell because like i was totally different in high school yeah I knew how I knew how I, much I didn't really like it. There were a lot of parties in high school that I didn't go to because I knew it was like all drinking, and I didn't. I just didn't want to get in trouble. I yeah. was just the biggest reason why I started late was because I was afraid that my parents were going to kill me or the cops were going to come, and it happened to plenty of people. I just didn't want that to be on my record. So I don't know. It, I definitely won't be drink like giving my kids alcohol, but. I feel like it would be kind of like if they had an older brother, it was like, oh, you do it with them so that they like, you know, can check in on them and like be there for them. And, but it's just so, such a weird, Yeah. But I, I feel like I haven't really thought about it, but want to think about that as a parent. I think it's like a family to family, kid to kid kind of thing, because yeah. like me and my siblings are all very, very different and had very different experiences with alcohol. So I don't think that there was any like one culture my parents could have set up in the house that would have kind of covered all of our bases. Yeah. Um, and I think that kind of seeing that experience is like, there's you can't predict these things, and the world 
and culture changes so rapidly. Like, I'm just scared about what to do when my kids, like, try and have Instagram accounts. Like, so I, like, <laughs> yeah. can't even, I can't even begin to fathom what drinking culture is going to look like in 10 plus years. But, yeah. um, Or yeah. what age you can or cannot do it or anything like that. Totally. And I think that all you can do is kind of raise your kids to have a healthy attitude about it mm-hmm. and, like, know how to say no when they want to and know how to come to their parents if they're in trouble um, without condoning irresponsible behavior and it's just like this really hard line to find mm-hmm. um it and, just like goes yeah. unspoken though like i feel i feel like we're just a lot of it that discussion doesn't happen with like or at least it didn't for, for me really because it was just more i knew that i would get you know in a lot of trouble if i did it but it's like not an explicit birds and bees-esque kind of conversation in totally. a way of like listen this might start to happen like Here's how to deal, with, how to deal it. with it. Although, I mean, I guess it, it does happen in some households, and mm. it, that's great. But it it just, it's, it's just kind of weird to think about because of like our, my experience growing up with alcohol. And now how I feel about alcohol like, in the present moment. I don't know. It all kind of adds up. But Do you guys have a favorite drink? Ooh. Bourbon on the rocks. <laughs> yeah. Um, I think of my favorite drink would be a really nice beer my favorite beer <laughs> is um either the um founders breakfast stout mm, or a six point uh, sweet action Ooh, um, you do love that. but i do think i enjoy like a nice cold beer over a cocktail for sure how about you yeah i like beer more than anything i like um kona golden ale oh, it's yeah. blue bottle that's probably my favorite the beer the hawaiian beer and then for cocktails, I really like margaritas. Mm. Like going to like a really good Mexican place to get a margarita. That makes me really happy. I don't, I'm not a big margarita guy. And also I think it, as I get older, I notice the sugar in drinks really messes with my oh, head. Oh, that's like way harder to deal with than the alcohol. I feel like sugary drinks, that's the only time I like can sit there and be thinking, oh, this is going to hurt tomorrow. As if mm. it's a sugary drink. Um, because that's just going to give that extra headache and like the whole thing. But I'm with you. I love a good margarita. Like that's a special, special kind of cocktail. Do you guys, I'm going to humble brag here. Not so humble that I tell you this all the time and pride myself in in it. And Miriam has tried to get me to break this, but I've never thrown up from drinking alcohol. Mm. And I want to, I want to ask you both because I I think I know that both of you have. Not since I was a junior in college. But so like, do you know, oh, I'm going to throw up when you drink too much? Or like, does it kind of come out as a surprise? Like, I don't, because I don't, I know that I wake up, oh. like sometimes I wake up feeling like I, I want to throw up and it would almost be better. But like, what take walk me through that experience. I always, so I haven't done it that frequently. I have thrown up from drinking. It's always when, once I like get home though, mm. it's. Yeah, I've never, I've never yeah, <laughs> I've never had an experience at the bar when I like have to go like throw up in the bathroom. Mm-hmm. But I also, I like make myself throw up, which is such is like kind of controversial because like I know a lot of people that would never do that. Mm-hmm. But if I like feel like I'm gonna puke, I'm just like I need to get this over with, so I'll like make myself. Mm. Oh yeah, I know people who do that, and I I think honestly, if it works for you do it i've never really gotten to the point where i have to do that um 
But I have known many people who find that to be a helpful way to feel better the next day. But it's always those nights where the bartender brings out a free shot. Whatever. (laughs) Aileen, just should not be taking free shots. Pay for them and you'll be fine, but the free kinds... Listen, dangerous. in my mind, drinking is like is like exercise, right? Like if you condition your oh. body. <laughs> oh, go on. If you condition your body and get it used to a certain level. That's not healthy. <laughs> exercise is healthy. Um, not feeling sick and hungover every morning because I can't handle more than three drinks a night is also... But... I'm just saying. Oh, I'm triggered though because that's <laughs> that I think is a problem. You shouldn't feel like you have to either condition yourself or that's like not a good behavior. <laughs> like, sorry, but I just feel like no. I'll take that... my big. I'll take my high tolerance. I know, I know what you're saying, and I'm not actually advocating that people go out <laughs> and sit alone and train their body. <laughs> oh, right, 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 right. I'm not. Like, I would but, like to throw that disclaimer out. But I do feel like that's something that maybe subconsciously though people do. It's no, like, well, yeah. I, I'll build up my tolerance. That's a very real thing. Or like uh, the pride that I have in having a, to- in a in having a high tolerance is very real. Why are you proud of that? Because one, I can last longer, drink more, and not feel like crap the next day. I I take pride in those things. And How about just drink slower? <laughs> <laughs> You're asking a lot then. I guess yeah, so. you really I guess are. So. I guess so. I mean, you and I drink drink for drink yeah. fairly often, and you don't complain, you don't text the next no, day. No, because I'm embarrassed hurting. that one bourbon in, I'm like drunk out of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> See, that's kind of what Miriam's saying though. Mm. I hear you. No, I hear you. I don't. I don't disagree. It's just like that's. It's so conflicting in my mind. Yeah. Um, that's what the whole thing about this is for me, though. It's just because I like it, but I hate it. And navigating that in a social setting is something that I haven't figured out and always contemplate. Um, and am and, and anxious. I think get anxious about. I think my, you know, kind of final thought on it really is that. You just have to trust what's right for you. And as you get older, you get better at saying no. You get better at knowing what's right for you. And you care less what people think. I don't think Mm. that any of us have perfected that. We're all still relatively young. And I think it's naive to think that when we're like 30, we're going to one day wake up and stop caring what the world thinks of what we do. That's probably not true. But I think we have to give ourselves credit for coming further than we have, than we thought we would have um, from where we were at like 20, um, 21 rather, like the <laughs> night we turned 21. Yep. Um, so I think that it's, it's a moving target, but I think we have to um, just stay checked in with ourselves of what we want in that moment mm-hmm. and not obsess about what other people think because remember that you don't really care what other people are doing, so no one actually cares what you're doing either. Yeah. And it's all part of like life because there in like there were times where and I still kind of do but you look forward to getting drunk and it's like yeah let's get really drunk tonight and just as you get older I think it's just natural that you don't have those urges as much because you know like as you get older your tolerance is worse and you feel worse in the morning yep. and I think not caring what other people think is the biggest thing that is a key to everything but um, it's just hard when in in New York City and, and cultures like this. Um, that it's so a lot of things revolve around that um, so it's a personal problem but it's also like a it's a it's a problem in like culture and, and groups of people but yeah my final thought on this is that I'm definitely gonna start 
bringing around a pregnant belly. <laughs> I'm going to tell people I'm pregnant. All the 10 things I hate about you. Yes. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Don't take free So, shows. just that it's easier for me. Yeah. <laughs> Go to it. Why well, say no when you can carry around a pregnant Fake pregnant, <laughs> fake pregnant belly. You're pregnant. You're fake pregnant. That's pretty good. There, there you go. Pregnant. That was on purpose. <laughs> well, what do you say, folks? This is great. That was really great. I'm glad Miriam joined us. Yes. Thank you for having me. This oh, is wonderful. It was delightful. I'm glad that we pivoted so rapidly from topic to this topic. Pivot. Um, pivot. Pivot. Um, to all the parents out there, namely mine... Um, Mine will never hear this. I was 21. (laughs) I don't drink. This was all a lie. Yes. It was all a dream. Talking about the new brand of water Stella just came out with Mm -hmm. that we're currently drinking. It's really good. The shots were all uh, vitamin water. Yeah. It was all O'Doul's. No alcohol content. Well, thanks for having us over, Miriam. You're welcome back anytime. Right. Ooh. Okay. okay. We're staying here tonight. The studio. You know where to find me. (laughs) Until next time. Until next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.